You're listening to Decidedly Dry. I'm your host, Jess Steitzer. This is the Sober Podcast where we actually focus on the good. Amazing, right? We spark inspiration. We try to provide some hope and help motivate you. I promise to always keep it real, provide some dry humor, and remind you every episode why sobriety is truly a superpower. You can always find the show notes, some posts, and all of my other tools over on decidedlydry.substack.com. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's get started. Well, hello, you guys. It is so, so, so great to have you here at episode 74. Can you believe it? 74 is practically 75, which means it's practically 100, which means we are in triple digits already. (laughs) That's just how my brain works, but uh, yeah, I digress. So you guys, today, this episode that you are about to listen to is an absolute home run. I am chatting with my new BFF, Jen Rogers. Jen is an inspirational speaker. She is the host of the number one Christian stepmoms podcast, The Empowered Stepmom. She has a best-selling book and is a remarkable certified professional life coach. Jen inspires stepmoms throughout the world to remove the shackles of should and shame, to experience the strength confidence and boldness that comes from embracing the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. In our chat, Jen and I talk about the benefits of setting healthy boundaries in early sobriety. She'll be breaking down four possible scenarios that I came up with, with her four C's approach, which is calm, clear, consistent, and Christ. You are not going to want to miss this powerful and educational episode. So go grab a paper and a pen and get ready to add yet another tool to your sober toolbox. Well, welcome back to Decidedly Dry, everybody. This is Jess, your host. And today, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. We have someone brand new on the show that is my new BFF, Jen Rogers. Hi, Jen. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. BFF. I love it. You too, sister. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. So I have to give a little background story just so people know how we linked up, what's going on, why they are going to have so much fun. Jen and I were introduced by a mutual friend and it was because I have had this calling to talk about more things other than sobriety but still sobriety, just, you know, bringing some new, I don't know, new flavor to the show. And so Jen was introduced to me and I'm super excited to have you here. (laughs) Well, I'm super excited to be here. And I want to say that in the context of sobriety, when we're talking about sobriety, it's not like it's a man's brain and compartmentalized. And it's one thing it is all woman <laughs> and it <laughs> impacts every single area of our life. And one of the things I appreciate about decidedly dry is that you are decidedly present in every single area of your life. So I'm excited to come and share what we have cooked up today. <laughs> oh, it's going to be good. I know we were already prepping ourselves saying like, maybe it's got to be a two-part episode because we just don't know. We're really going to dive in. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just do this. Well, 
Jen, I always start these episodes um, with you just kind of introducing yourself. So give my listeners a little introduction of just who is Jen? Where do you live? What do you do? What do you love? All the things. All the things. Well, you know, when couples get married and they create an instant family with stepkids, I describe it like it's this starry eyed love affair. I mean, I had a list. And my hunka hunka, he needed to fit all the things on the list. And it turns out there was a guy that actually could do that. Woo! <laughs> and so I'm in this starry I love affair. I know what I want. And this is the one. And when we let the kids know that we were getting married, the boys were younger. They were 13 and nine. And we got a couple of thumbs up on the golf course. And I got some mixed reactions from my adult girls who I had just become an empty nester. And we blended families. And that starry I love affair got sucked into a black hole of chaos and confusion because nobody knew who was on first. Nobody knew the roles and the definitions struggling from really trauma. And that's one thing as a stepmom, I did not understand the trauma that the kids were experiencing because they had gone through divorce. So it's post-divorce and it was dramatic. That's what I'm going to say. That's the word I'll use. It was dramatic and traumatic. And it took me several years to figure out what the heck do I do with all of this? And I'm sure that uh, women will appreciate the fact that a lot of alcohol was involved in some really difficult times and it doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't work. I mean, it feels good in one hot second and then you got to pay the piper later on, not just for all the things you said, but all the things that you feel and all the things that you don't remember that you said. So uh, it took me several years to figure out what to do with that. And one day I sat down and I said, I'm going to start a podcast. And so I did. And I mean, I, there are no accolades for the first episode, <laughs> really, really not, but you must start somewhere. So you must start messy. So I did that in 2020 and I was talking to stepmoms about the stepmom journey and it was going nowhere fast. And the reason it was going nowhere fast is because I wasn't healed. I was still one very angry woman who happened to be a stepmom, and I didn't know what to do with that. So God actually used a podcast that was Jen's therapy <laughs> to heal. And it went through a lot of transitions, just like we do when we decide we're going to go dry, or we decide that we're going to run a marathon, we go through transitions and there's a lot of mindset involved. And so there's been a lot of mindset in these transitions in podcasting. And now I would tell you that my podcast is good. I have confidence in what I'm doing and I know what my mission is. There's clarity in my mission. And so that's what I do. I am on a mission to empower high achieving women who are stepmoms to take back their power in their relationships and at home because the joy is there for them. If we believe God's word to be true, that his joy is new every morning, we got to start acting like it. So that's what I do. I'm a podcaster. I'm a, a, what do you say? A certified professional life coach. And I love coaching women one-on-one, -on -one, but I especially love group coaching as well. So that's what I do. That's my business. And I do that for fun too, because I love it. It's a front row seat in transformation. And that is the best seat to be in. Because let's face it, when you're the one who's being transformed, <laughs> it's uncomfortable. <laughs> It is. Can you guys tell she's a podcaster? That was so beautifully put together. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and so actually I got to pause because I didn't think I'd have a question about your intro, but it just came up while I listened. And uh, 
I would love to know. So you said the podcast started messy because oh, yeah. it was, you know, maybe reflective of kind of what you were going through, like you said, because you weren't healed at that time. And then a little bit later on, you said, my podcast is good. Like, I love yeah. it. I got it figured out. And it is my passion. And do you think that that is a reflection of the healing that you have experienced or are living? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100% for sure. And that's why I want to do that's why I do what I do, because I don't want women to struggle for Mm -hmm. the first five years. And unfortunately, a lot of women are struggling and they are hurting and they feel lonely. They feel isolated. They feel misunderstood. They can't reach out and say, hey, help me. I'm drowning here in my step family because everybody says, you knew what you were getting into, or you asked for it. You said you wanted to remarry. I mean, we told you that this was not a good idea. And you work, um, you go to church and you want resources at church and they just simply aren't there. Now that's changing a little bit, but uh, they're, they're, they're not plentiful. And so that's why I do what I do because I know that women are hurting. And when women are hurting, their power is zapped from them. And when their power is zapped, I always say, I told you we'd get to a soapbox issue in our (laughs) pre-conversation. You cannot give what you do not have. And if you do not feel empowered, you cannot give that aura from you that you have this confidence and you have this joy that you are doing what God has called you to do, that you are a woman on a mission and you're serious about your mission. You're going to take it Mm -hmm. seriously. And so we have to work on ourselves because we cannot give what we do not have. And think about that in the context of your podcast and your messaging. As a woman who has decided to be dry, think about all that you can give, all that wisdom that you can give because there is no brain fog, all that joy that you can give because you've learned how to manage the emotions, especially those ones that don't feel so good because you've been practicing, because you made a decision that is life. I want to say life-changing, but I'm going to change that up and say life generating. Mm -hmm. You are generating new life by this one decision. This is so cool. I, I mean, I just, I want to be on this podcast more. (laughs) I was just sitting back like, I don't even want to talk, Jen. Like, I just want you to take it away because what you just said and you nailed it. Like there are so many parallels and like, you know, a majority of the women that are listening to this, I know are, are, are sober curious or living sober or newly sober, however they identify. And just hearing you describe kind of from the stepmom lens, like, I could totally just replace everything you said, but from a sobriety lens, and it was exactly the same. You know what I mean? Like there are women hurting because they're drowning in that glass of wine. You know, they are, you know, wanting to have that cloud lifted. They want things to get easier. They want to feel empowered, but they're numbing out every day because, you know, the world tells them it's okay to have that glass of wine. You earned it, mama. Like, you know what I mean? And kind of like what you were saying where it's like, they're entering this new chapter of being a stepmom and they're hurting and they feel they're, like they're alone, that there's not help, but there is. And guess what, yeah. friends? That is why Jen and Jess are here today. <laughs> so. That's, right. That's right. And I want to say it doesn't matter what label's on the bottle. The answer is not when it's empty. No. Yeah. It's not at the empty oh. bottle. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. Well, you guys, we're going to dive right in if we haven't already. Um, <laughs> I... We've done some prep work. Jen and I have been busy because what I loved about you, Jen, is you came on and you asked me, you know, what do you want people to walk away from this episode feeling? 
And my answer was I want them to feel empowered, like a sense of empowerment and prepared. And why I picked those words is because I was hoping that Jen would come on and talk to us about boundaries because it is, I feel like one of those hot words, you know, there's all these words out here we hear all the time, you know, but one thing that I haven't really talked about on this podcast is how do we feel like we are prepared and empowered to enter certain situations that could benefit from having some healthy boundaries. So is there anything you want to speak to that before we kind of dive in? Yeah, I want to address the question that may be out there. Are boundaries biblical? Mm. So what do you think? You think, are they biblical? I don't know. And see, Jen, you know, my, my story right now is I'm so just on this God curious journey. So, you know, for someone who is so fresh and, you know, nervous to say the wrong thing where I know that that's not the case, I would love for you to elaborate on that. What would you say to that question? Yeah, it's so good. Well, one, first off, I certainly appreciate what you said there about where you are. And second off, when we love the Lord, it, it, we go with what we have (laughs) and it's okay that just like on our journey to sobriety, we don't have all the answers per se, but we have to be dogged about pursuing the answers. Mm -hmm. And what I would share with our boundaries, biblical, it is a resounding yes Yes, they are. And I'm going to refer to some notes that I put down here because I want to refer to scripture properly. So one of the things I didn't share and I'll share now is I am a pastor's wife and maybe that isn't something to share, but please do not freak out and turn off this podcast by hearing I'm a pastor's wife, because if you do, you're making a bunch of assumptions about what I might be about. And I'm going to invite you to be curious. I'm going to use that word. That's my word of 2023 is to be curious. <laughs> and see, you've used it several times, which <laughs> resonates with me as well. But um, we are given roles and we are called to certain things at different periods of time, but that doesn't define us. What defines us is who God has created us to be. And he has made us in his image to be like him. And that means his word says, we have the mind of Christ. Can you imagine? Have you ever wanted to get smarter? Just remind yourself, you have the mind of Christ. So when you're looking for empowerment, it's really important to go to God's word because that's where the truth is. And we're going to get into that a little bit later on with boundaries tying specifically into God's word. So here's the thing. If you don't know a scripture and you're looking for, what do I do when I'm anxious? Just type into the search bar. What do I do when I'm anxious? Scripture references for when I'm freaking out. Just type Mm -hmm. that in and see what comes up and look at those verses and see if they apply to your situation because God has an answer for everything, Mm -hmm. absolutely everything. And he has trusted us with his word by giving it to us for us to discern what he has for us in that time. So are boundaries biblical? That was the question on the table. So I can't help but think of going back to the very beginning of the Bible in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy when the law was given. So Moses is saying, hey, listen up. I'm going to regurgitate all that we've been living through. And I'm going to make sure that you know what God says about who you are and what he's asking you to do. So in Deuteronomy 28, he has this list of blessings. And he says, blessed shall you be in the city and blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your womb and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your cattle the increase of your herds, and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when your audience comes in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. 
Now, in case Moses' audience got distracted during that promise of blessing, Moses warns, if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God, I want to say it like this, if you will not obey the voice (laughs) of the Lord your God, (laughs) or be careful to do all his commandments and statutes, the Lord will send on you curses, confusion, and frustration in all that you undertake to do until you are destroyed and perish quickly on account of the evil of your deeds because you have forsaken me. There are 54 verses of curses in Deuteronomy. So there are that those are boundaries. Those are when this happens, this is the inherent consequence. So I need you to obey me. I need you to keep your eyes on me because I've got you. But when you decide that you're going to take your eyes off of me, then you are going to face the consequences. Mm -hmm. So boundaries. Yeah, I would definitely say that boundaries are biblical and your desire to pursue what's important to you to pursue being dry that's your boundary of empowerment. Mm-hmm. So it's not a loss. It's a gain. You're deciding I'm taking control of something that in the past I've allowed really to drive me around and I've used it as an uh, anesthetic uh, to prevent me from feeling all the feels. And yet all the feels they've come from our creator. He's given us our emotions. He has emotions. He has anger. I mean, you can hear the anger in there in, in the curses. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so our emotions are so important and understanding what God says about them, I think is it's practical. And that's why we're going to do this practical exercise. We've got some Q and a about how are we going to apply this? Because I'm all about how do you make it real to you? So whatever scenario you're in, if you've got teens, <laughs> God help you, truly. <laughs> if you have littles, the same, but it's just different, a different kind of help yep. that you need. But regardless of what Jess and I talk about, I want to invite you to ask yourself this question. How does this apply to me? Mm-hmm. So even if this particular situation isn't your situation, listen in for what might apply to you anyway, even if you don't have, let's say, mountains of laundry in one of the scenarios we're going to queue up. <laughs> uh, I love that you pulled that out. <laughs> Yes. No. And I think that is the best advice when you listen to really any episode. um, It's just how can what nugget can I take away or how can this apply to me? Or maybe I'm not there, but man, I know it's coming. So I'm going to really hone in and see what I can take away so that I am empowered and that I'm prepared to set a boundary when I need to. So I love that. What do you say? Should we dive in? Yeah, let's dive in. Let's do it. I think I've said dive in three times. Man, that's going to be some editing. I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) Okay, so here's what I came up with. We came up with four different possible scenarios. And again, if I read this and you're going, oh, husband, I don't have a husband. Again, you fill it in so that it applies to you, okay? And just listen with an open mind. So my first possible scenario (laughs) was your husband or your spouse comes home from work and wants to take you out for an appetizer. However, it is at the pub that you guys used to drink together at all the time. What do you do? How do you place that boundary? That seems so insensitive to me. Gosh, he he wants to take us out? Like, how rude. No. (laughs) You would think that he would know by now that I'm working on this thing over here, and him asking me to go isn't really helping me. (laughs) How do they not know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we all have the potential to be a clueless wonder, do we not? <laughs> we'll bet. 
<laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Okay. So I want to invite you to take notes on this. Now, if one of the things that I share is if you're swiffering or driving or changing the baby's diaper, totally cool. You can come back to this and you can write these down a little bit later, but there are four C's. So I am in my old life. I used to be an accountant certifiable at that. So I love spreadsheets and I love columns and rows. They just, they hum in my head. I love it. <laughs> so four C's. So I have a column of four C's to say, okay, so we've got calm, we've got clear, We've got consistent, and then we've got Christ. So we want to pull off being calm, clear, and consistent. And we want to look in God's word to remind us why it is that we're pulling off calm, clear, and consistent. Yeah. So in this particular, does that make sense? Did yeah. I go too fast? No, that was perfect. Okay. <laughs> I liked it. Okay. okay. So in calm, uh, I want to invite you to be affirming. So acknowledge your husband's desire to go to his favorite pub. And acknowledge your need for this boundary. So both desires and needs, they're valid. So just start there, this calm approach. Look, he, we like the pub. It makes sense that he wants to go. And I love that he wants to go with me and not somebody else. So that's all good. But I recognize I've got this warning bell going off to say, this may not be the best decision for me. So I'm going to, but I'm going to approach this. I'm going to be calm. So that's calm. I want to be clear with my man to let him know what I think about this. And it takes a lot less words than what we normally think it does. Less words with the men are better. Clear, clear. I want to go out for an appetizer with you. When we go to the pub, it has emotional connections and memories that make it very difficult for me to say no to a drink. And that's it. You don't need to explain anymore. And just put that out there. And then consistent. Date night is important. And I want to date my husband or the guy who I think I might want to be my husband. I want to date him <laughs> regularly. So perhaps in your consistency, you could plan spontaneous pub nights. Now, well, I do actually another soapbox thing, but I'm not going to go all the way in. I do like planned spontaneity. And what I mean by that is you can have a list of places that you really enjoy going that meet the desires and needs of the two of you together. So this is working together for the best result that you want, the outcome. So you could have a list that's hanging on the fridge there to say, when we have this spontaneous thing, we're going to look at the planned places that we can go, and then we're going to go there together um, so that we can nurture our relationship. So our relationship can flourish but without this distraction of a place that has me thinking more about a drink than the guy mm -hmm. sitting across the table from me. A uh, potential option is that you could also say, hey, one night a month, you go out with the guys in that place that is important to you. I want to acknowledge that you enjoy that place. Maybe it's a food. I mean, pub food is usually pretty good. If it's a brewery, <laughs> the food that goes along with it is usually pretty good. And then you could go out with your girlfriends to a place right. where you're more comfortable. And so it's a, a lot of times we think about things as somebody's got to lose. And the real thing is, what's the win-win? How can we acknowledge needs and desires? And how can we hone in on what's important to most of us? And where can we compromise without uh, compromising our values or what's mm -hmm. important to us? So if you have decided to be dry, 
there's a value and underlining value under there. So perhaps you value being coherent. (laughs) You like when your brain is functioning on all (laughs) cylinders. That's a good thing for you. Perhaps you value self-control. So these are the things. So we want to consistently show up in our values. So those are just some options where you could show up consistently and have a pre-plan in place. Mm-hmm. And then the scripture that I uh, that I chose for that is in 1 Corinthians, it's 8, 13. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat lest I make my brother stumble. So in your relationship with your man, there is going to be give and take. And if being in a situation where alcohol is prevalent or it's especially challenging to you because of the environment, then you've got to share that with him and let him know that this is too hard for me right now. This doesn't mean that it's hard for me forever because I know I'm going to get stronger as I continue to practice and walk out this decision. But for right now, I'm asking you to choose another place or I'm going to lovingly decline the invitation. Right. Woo. That was so good, Jen. And that's a wrap. No, um, <laughs> no, I love that because I think, I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but I am an overthinker and I like to, you know, take this scenario and probably overthink about it, especially in early sobriety where everything is so fresh and so new and your sober muscles are, are, are they're still in training. You know, it's a new chapter. And so I think using those four C's makes it a little bit easier and you're going to get stronger and we're going to loop back to that word of just prepare, prepared, you know, we're going to feel prepared if we can utilize these four C's for that type of situation. So thank you. I love it. Yeah. You okay to go to number two? I am okay. Let's do it. Woo woo. All right. So the second one I came up with is you walk into a friend's birthday party and the host asks or asks you what you'd like to drink. She's confused though why you aren't drinking wine and continues to push. Come on, girl, can't you just have one? And I think, oh my gosh, oh my gosh talk about relatable because you feel for the host. The host is just trying to be a good host, right? You know, they just want to get a drink in hand. But uh, how do you how do you apply your four C's to this one? Love it. I absolutely love it. I wonder how many women are actually in an Excel spreadsheet right now. I want to know. Right. <laughs> Just typing away. Scratching, <laughs> scratching it out on a sheet of paper. Okay. So calm. Here's the thing about being calm. I'm, well, I'm curious. When is the last time that you've complimented yourself? Hmm. If you haven't done so, I want to say here is an opportunity when you're at your pushy friend's house, <laughs> the mm-hmm. wine pusher's house. that this is an opportunity to compliment yourself. So in your calm state, you are complimentary uh, because you know you have decided, you have committed to being decidedly dry. This podcast name, I mean, I'm loving on it more and more. Thank you. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit older, but I think it's crushing and I'm crushing on it or whatever nowadays, but I do. (laughs) It's so good because it's, it's clear And so decidedly dry. So compliment yourself because you know, you have committed to being decidedly dry. Mm -hmm. Your friends aren't responsible for things like car repairs, mortgages, rent, and groceries, (laughs) nor are they responsible for your decisions of which beverages you enjoy when you are committed to freedom 
from pain pushers. <laughs> That's what I came I up with. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. So in this calm, complimentary state, because you have made this powerful, empowering decision, mm-hmm. you're clear. You're going to be gracious and firm. So here's a great strategy. I'm going to borrow it from the step family world. So it's Biff. Okay. When I think of Biff, I think of a bully Biff. I don't know if some one can do, but it's the Biff method, which is brief, informative, friendly, and firm. So the Biff method, brief, informative, friendly, and firm. Brief. Thank you. That's it. Informative. I'm drinking water tonight. That's it. Friendly. Just smile. No (laughs) words required. Firm, avoid adding more explanations or justifications for your choice. Move on. Maybe you could ask, so where is that famous cheese dip that the neighbors are talking about? Or I need to use the restroom. Can you direct me to where the restroom is? Uh, You can come up with anything that's Mm -hmm. truthful. So I I actually was tempted to come up here with a phrase and say, well, I need blah, blah, blah. And I thought, oh, no, we need to be truthful. God's word says we need to be truthful. So let me see. Let me count the words. One, two, three, four, five. There were six words to be clear. Thank you. I'm drinking water tonight. And you're smiling. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're just asking, it, it, come up with something that's complimentary to your yeah. host. Thank you for having me. Can you tell me where so-and-so is? Or thank you for having me. Uh, I need to use a restroom. Where is a restroom? I'm so excited to be here. Is there any yeah. way I can help serve in the kitchen? There are all kinds of things that you could come up with. It depends on what your relationship is with the host, but use the Biff method. Hey, this works in lots of situations. Biff, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's your friend. Give them a compliment. That's what came to mind for me too. What's the one thing people love to talk about? Themselves. themselves. So, hey, I love your skirt. Where did you get that? You know, <laughs> so simple. good. Simple. It's so good. I'm going to use it. If this ever comes up again, I'm going to use it. That's good. I love <laughs> your skirt. I mean, they're going to have to be wearing a skirt, people. Okay, sure. so we got calm. <laughs> we got clear. And we got, the next one is consistent. So when you attend parties, think of how much stronger you are becoming. And you used a phrase, uh, sober muscles. So mm-hmm. good. So when you attend parties, think of how you're growing your sober muscles uh, because you're becoming more secure in the choice that you've pre-decided is the best for you. So remind yourself, maybe you might write down some affirmations. I enjoy beverages that do not destroy my brain cells. Pretty maybe good. it could be that. <laughs> or you could say, I am a woman who savors sobriety. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that. So, okay, let's go to Jesus, shall we? (laughs) I love it. Okay, 1 Peter 4, 7. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Mm. Imagine that for a minute. You're drunk as a skunk. Satan's ready to devour you. Because you're easily manipulated when you are drunk, because you're not thinking clearly, because, well, we all, we know all the becauses, okay? We, sure. we know, uh, but be sober-minded. And there are actually several scriptures 
about sobriety as far as being sober-minded. There aren't scriptures that prohibit wine or drinking specifically, okay? But the have a clear head and be sober, be watchful, be alert. So if the word sober is, is not strong enough for you, you are being vigilant. You are being watchful. You are aware that there is a war that's taking place right now. And Satan wants nothing less than to see you and your family destroyed. So as a woman of influence, this is often what I share on the podcast, that you are a woman of influence and your choices matter and your actions matter, your decisions matter. So be watchful. Right. How powerful is that? That God says, yeah, yeah. Be on alert because Satan is prowling around and he's after you because you are his enemy because he hates God. I think we, we may not understand how, how strong that is. Satan hates God and you are his daughter and therefore he hates you and he wants to attack you because he wants to hurt God. Ooh, that one got me a little. And I I like it because what I took away is I just envision these warriors, like moms as warriors. You are the warrior, like be watchful and be ready and be brave and be bold and all those big words. Like who doesn't want to be that? I don't want to be small. I don't want to be, you know, numbed out and unaware. Like I want to be the protector of my family and the protector of my life. Like, oh, that one, that one was good. Thanks, Jen. You're welcome. You know, it occurs to me that it is in your control whether or not you drink the wine. Mm -hmm. There's so much that is out of your control, but this is one thing that you can take authority over in your own home. Exactly. Exactly. All right. I've got two more. So number three, this one's, this one's our mountain one. This is the one that, um, (laughs) I think I have a feeling will be most relatable to my listeners, (laughs) but it has been a day and I had day in all caps. I should have put them in like quotes, you know, but it has been a day. The laundry is looking like a mountain on your bed. The dishes are dirty. The kids are fighting. You have no idea what is for dinner. And let's be honest, you cannot remember the last time you showered. You are exhausted and your brain is telling you hey, guess what? Wine can make it all better. Ready? Go. (laughs) Horses, calm. Yes, it has been a day. Yes, the laundry seems mountainous. Yes, the dishes are dirty. Yes, dinner may be dicey. Yes, I just might need that shower. (laughs) Practice the yes and the acknowledgement that these things are true because you know that they are, the dishes are dirty, the laundry never ends. So you are aware that you might stink and need a shower. (laughs) So these things are all true and it's okay to acknowledge them to say, well, hello there. Uh, I see you there. I recognize you. I'm going to name you as a mountain of laundry. I'm going to name you that uh, you, you are fighting kids. I'm going to acknowledge all of these things calmly. So this is something that's been rather new in the last couple of months is the yes. And so whenever somebody says something to you, practice that yes. And because we live in a world of no's, I don't know if you've noticed, Mm -hmm. we live in a world of no's and I don't know about you, but 
I don't like to be told no. <laughs> I want what I want. Yeah. Yes, but I want what I want. Who doesn't want what they want? When they want it, the way they want it. <laughs> because we're all flesh. We like that. We like that stuff. So practice yes and. So even when your kids are fighting, he stole my toy. Yes and. That must be hard for you. Whatever your yes and is in the moment, you're creative. You can come up with whatever you want to, but I'm going to invite you to consider saying yes. And so acknowledge in your calm, sweet self that yes, all of these things exist. Here's the thing. We're going to celebrate the fact that the kids, if they're fighting, they're breathing, that means they're alive. I have done my most important mission so far. I have kept the kids alive. This is worth celebrating. (laughs) And all of these things, they're okay for right now. This may not be my ideal. And I'm very thankful that I have an ideal that is higher than this, that is higher than that mountain of laundry. So acknowledging it exists in a calm manner and just being honest about it. Yes. And okay. Clear. There's a list of things to do. I've conquered lists and tasks before. I'll set a timer for 15 minutes and enjoy my favorite LaCroix while I write down all the things. (laughs) Then I'll look at my list and I'll decide what is most important right now. Which thing do I need to do first? Because um, when we take action on things, that's when clarity comes. And hello, co-entrepreneur, we know that the action is messy, just like I said about the podcast starting back in 2020. Well, it was a pandemic then. So, I mean, come on. Come on. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But action helps us clarify things. So just that action of sitting down and saying, I'm going to write the list. I'm actually going to put it out here because when it's flying around in our brain, it can seem overwhelming. And the only overwhelm I want to experience is the overwhelming love of Christ. This is what I tell myself. So overwhelm, I mean, I I don't use that word to describe what I'm experiencing. And when I do, that's when I know, wow, things are really serious in the brain of Jen, because I know I am capable of taking all of what seems to be chaotic and then parsing it out and saying, okay, I cannot do all things at one time. I cannot stop the kids from fighting, do the laundry, prepare the dinner and be in the shower simultaneously. But my brain can think of all those things simultaneously. And that creates some chaos and indecision. So anytime we have that, we need to say, okay, wait a minute. We, we've got to reorganize the troops. We've got to line them back up and say, okay, <laughs> let's get everybody in order. And you can do this by sitting down and writing a list. And the reason for setting the timer for 15 minutes is so that you get her done. Mm-hmm. So you get, you're taking action right then to bring some clarity into the situation. And then consistency. You could say, I am capable of savoring life without numbing my way through it. And it's really another affirmation. Mm-hmm. It's a new thing I'm on too. Yeah, you caught me at a new time. I'm I in like a fresh it. season right now. <laughs> uh, and you can remind yourself, I have done this before, or I have accomplished this before. And I have a plan in place when I experience overwhelm. So if that plan is I'm going to sit down and write a few things out, it might just be that you are going to sit down and the the numbness that you want <laughs> is really... Uh, I don't know how to say it. It's not, it's twisted in my brain. I don't know if I can clarify what I'm thinking here, but you you are numb from the overwhelm. 
So you're going to denumify. That's what you're going to do. You're going to (laughs) denumify. And that may just mean that you're just going to sit there with that dazed look in your eye, but you're going to give yourself 15 minutes to withdraw, to, to stop all of the inputs from coming in. Yeah. Um, And spoiler alert, I'm going to totally interject. Yeah. Girlfriend, if you have the wine, it does not solve anything you just listed. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like even use that 15 minutes just to, to let that craving pass, you know, like it's not going to solve anything. So use that time to make your list or at least just breathe, you know, because I'll tell you what, you pour that glass and the list is still there. The mountain is still there. <laughs> so continue, Jen. I totally interjected. <laughs> it's, it's, that is wonderful. I think some tears probably accompany all of those things as well. Sure. And, and tears are, tears are good. Tears can help for sure. Absolutely. You can just remind yourself in this, uh, how you're going to consistently handle this is that you've got an opportunity to practice grace for yourself and to model it for your family as well. And I want to emphasize that word practice. You are practicing being dry, which takes me to my most famous soapbox issue. If that's okay with you, I'd like to share it. Okay. So when we think about the word try, there are usually two options implied. What do you think they are? Oh, try. I instantly just thought either you do it or you fail. Yeah. Yeah. And your brain typically likes to do what? Uh, my brain wants to do it right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. It wants to it, get it. I want to succeed. I don't, I don't want to fail. Yeah. You want to succeed. You don't want to fail. And yet you keep bringing that word back up fail. So when we're trying, we've got these two options in our brains that are accurate, hundred percent accurate. I'm going to try so that I'm going to either succeed or I'm going to fail. And the fear is, is that we're going to fail. We often focus on that. Oh my gosh, what if I fail? What's going to happen? Or I'm never going to get the laundry done or the kids are never going to stop fighting. That's trying. So practicing says, the kids might be fighting until the cows come home, but I'm going to practice my decision of maintaining sobriety because I know that this is the best way for me to succeed. So we want to practice. And whenever we use the word practice, there's always this implication that we are going to get better. And if you are on the dry journey, I suspect that you have already gotten better. Mm-hmm. I suspect you have learned some very important things about yourself to remain decidedly dry. Totally. Yep. And that's what I tell people too. Oh my gosh. Don't focus on forever. Don't focus on, you know, what if, what if, what if, what if I don't do this? What if I have a drink? You know, just get your mind onto just today. It's that old saying, and I hate that it's so cliche, but one day at a time. Yeah. You know? Sweet Jesus. There's a song about that. I'd sing it, but there's a reason why I talk for a living and don't sing. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> okay. Hey, here's a, here's a scripture. This scripture works for anything. It's Philippians 4, 8. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely. You are lovely, sweet woman, by the way. Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy. Think about such things. That's a good one. That is one that needs to be. What is our button on podcasts? Is it back 15? Back 15 (laughs) or back 30? 
Listen to that one again. Oh, that one gave me all the feels. That's good. It's a good one. It gave me some feels too. Yeah. So good. All right, ladies, we got one more and, uh, and this one's another good one. So holidays, depending on when you're listening to this, we are recording in September, I believe. I'm looking at my computer. <laughs> the holidays are quickly approaching and literally every tradition and gathering that you typically have with your family revolves around alcohol. And I want to pause there and just say it doesn't have to be a tradition or a gathering with your family. I think we can all agree that almost all events and gatherings revolve or can revolve around alcohol these days. So how do you navigate these special times with proper boundaries without feeling FOMO? And if you're new to the show, FOMO stands for fear of missing out. I want to shake things up just a little bit here and say, we're going to start with scripture. So again, the four yeah. C's are calm, clear, consistent, and Christ. We're going to start with scripture, Matthew 6, 25. Therefore, I tell you, sweet, beautiful woman, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? So let's remember that. Those are Jesus' words. Don't be anxious about anything. I've got it. So these holidays, and regardless of what time of year it is, there are always holidays or events like birthdays, for example. I know when I think about how I grew up, well, that's the story for another time. We don't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're going to keep that scripture in mind that Jesus is inviting us to experience peace, mm -hmm. to not choose anxiety, but to choose peace. And it goes back to the soapbox issue of practicing. We've got to practice that because it's not normal because we don't like when we don't get what we want. We just simply don't. And so it takes a lot of self-discipline to put sobriety into practice. So calm. There are many activities associated with the holidays. I get to choose how I want to participate. Clear. This requires a little bit of journaling time, I think. What does FOMO mean to you? So ask yourself that question. Give yourself permission to think about that. What does FOMO mean to me? Maybe you have a, a general statement about FOMO, or maybe it's about in this situation, I'm afraid I'm going to miss out on connecting with this person if I don't have a glass of wine in my hand, for example. Mm -hmm. So what does FOMO look like in this tradition or celebration? And then ask yourself, when you leave an event, what do you want to say about your time there? Mm. So it goes with getting clear in advance about reminding yourself about what's important to you. Absolutely. Uh, consistent. I have a lot of things on consistent. I wrote a lot of notes. I'm really glad that I typed them out on my Excel spreadsheet <laughs> and I did not handwrite them or I would not be able to read them whether or not I have glasses on. <laughs> okay. Consistent. I recommend more affirmations here that tie to your very important why. What prompted you to make the decision to remain dry? How do you feel when you are dry? How do you feel when you are not? Write about it and refer back to this before each event. Mm -hmm. 
instead of she doesn't drink anymore, which is what people say, and it just just doesn't feel good. It feels very judgmental, even though it's a great decision. It feels (laughs) judgmental. But instead of she doesn't drink drink anymore, what empowering statement could you refer to? So instead of saying, I don't drink anymore, you could say things like, I choose to put nourishing things in my body or alcohol detracts from my experience with you. I want to be fully present with you. And it goes back to what you were saying, make it about them. So let them know that you want to be fully present with them. And that's why you're choosing to drink water. Yeah. I feel better without it. Yeah. Simple, clear. Ay, ay, ay. I think this is one of those that is going to have to be uh, revisited a few times because there are so many scenarios and I hope this was helpful listeners because I think that these these scenarios that we came up with I think could be could be really used for everyone I mean you could totally apply it to to what you are going through or situations you might put yourself in or or whatever it may be but I love the four C's. Jen, when we first talked, I was like, you got to talk about the four C's. The four C's have to come on the episode. Like I just, I soaked it up because it is a recipe for success. It is a recipe to grow your muscles, your sober muscle stronger. It really is. I truly believe it. And um, I just appreciate you taking the time to really break that down for us. Oh yeah. I love it. This is my jam. I love this stuff spreadsheets, boundaries, words. I love it. (laughs) Well, in the scripture piece, I mean, I really, I appreciate me personally, as I'm on my God curious journey, my journey into um, becoming a stronger, more vocal woman of of faith, um, that there really truly is an answer to everything in the Bible is what I'm learning. I'm learning very fast. (laughs) So I appreciate that. Like you said, we could simply just go to the Google bar and be like, Oh, Google bar. That sounded like a word I probably shouldn't use on a sobriety show, but (laughs) the Google search box, does that sound better? Um, and, and come up with examples, you know, and really just see what's in there. Like, what am I feeling? What am I experiencing? And how could God, you know, ease this emotion or, or, you know, that could be a simple act in your toolbox too, I think. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And the thing that struck me as I was going through these questions is how important it is to acknowledge what is, that these are real life scenarios. These are things that are coming up. I could relate to every single one of them. I've lived every single one of them. So it makes sense to me to say, okay, I can prepare for situations where I want to be successful. And I haven't met people who don't want to be successful. We want to be successful in what we're doing. And how we do that is we meet goals that we set for ourselves. So I appreciate what you were saying about, we're not going to worry about forever. Instead, we're going to focus on, hey, there's this party coming up and I know I want to be fully present. I want to participate. And I know for me, that means that I am drinking beverages that nourish my brain. So it's about what we are doing, not so much about what we're not doing, but what we are doing that we've decided this. And we talked about empowerment and that's very empowering because your voice is one of your most trusted voices that you listen to. And Mm -hmm. so when you do what you said you were going to do, there's so much 
Well, it's a, it's, you're amped up. It's a power surge for sure. Just say congratulations. It's worth celebrating. It spills over. You know, I tell people too, if you just focus on today, like think about how you're going to wake up tomorrow. You know, that moment your eyes open and you say, look at that. Like I did it. I had a plan that I put into action. I had a delicious mocktail. I had a great time. I remember all of the conversations. My relationships are getting stronger. And I went to bed feeling content and joyful. And then I woke up and was like, wow, I kept a promise to myself. And that feels really good. And that just, I don't know, that is empowerment. And it spills over into all areas. So, so good. So good. Oh, well, Jen, this was so fun. And I'm going to give like a little teaser to my listeners that Jen and I are, like I said, just, you know, long lost BFFs that have now (laughs) struck up this friendship and, you know, being podcasters, I'm hope that we can continue these conversations either over on your podcast or heck, I might even have you back on because I just, I love this and I appreciate you. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And you know, the timing is perfect because I've mentioned to you that I'm transitioning. We're all going through different transitions as far as what we're doing. And so this really lines up this empowerment piece. When you said that, I was chuckling. I thought, (laughs) well, the podcast is the empowered stepmom. So yes, I am all in. (laughs) Yay. Well, I will have, I mean, I'm already thinking of how much we I am going to have in these um these show notes for my listeners. But what is the best way for listeners to get in touch with you or find you? Yeah, that's such a great question. So if you're into podcasts and if you're listening, you're definitely into podcasts. You can search for the Empowered Stepmom on your podcast app, and then all my links will be in the show notes. And I just have a quick question. When we say in the show notes, is that really clear? Because mm, I know the words are clear, but here's what I mean by that. When I first started podcasting, I want to tell you that I ran away from an RSS feed. I said, oh, oh what is that? I can't click on that. I don't know. I'm frightened by the RSS feed. I don't know even what a virus. This is, this is a virus. My computer was happening. Am I going to get COVID? No. <laughs> <laughs> and so when we're looking in the show, this is what I think. You know, I don't know what the show notes were, but you just yeah. scroll down in your podcast app and exactly. you'll see the notes for the episode. But you can find me at stepfamilypodcast.com. Perfect. I'm so glad you mentioned that because that is true. I mean, sometimes you think, you know, follow or like and subscribe or look in the show notes. And I'm always using my hands as arrows, which no one sees, you know, but um, yes, you guys, that is just in the the description of the podcast. If you just kind of scroll down, you'll see all our notes and links and goodness in there. So, (laughs) all right, Jen, well, this has been an absolute treat and I'm just going to thank you one more time. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on Decidedly Dry. Oh gosh. Thanks for having me. It was really honored to be here. All right. That is a wrap. Thank you so much for pushing play today and hanging with me. If you enjoy the show, the best way to support it is to subscribe and to leave an awesome rating or review over on Apple Podcasts. Grateful for this message and want more? Head on over to decidedlydry.substack.com. There you will find all of my writing, a library of past episodes, and an option to subscribe. 
that gives you access to many, many more tools for not only your sober journey, but for all areas of your amazing life. It has sure been a treat spending this time with you. And just remember, if the only thing you did today was stay sober, you are winning. I'll see you next time.